violence against women has worsened due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Based on survey data from 13 countries, um, it shows that almost one in two women reported that they are, uh, they are or a woman they know experienced a form of violence since the COVID-19 pandemic. As such, the United Nations kicked off the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence from November 25 to December 10. Under the theme set by UN Secretary General's uh, Unite campaign, Orange the World and Violence Against Women Now. In celebration of this campaign, we, uh, JJ, Ayesh, Jamie, and Jazz, prepared this podcast where we will be talking about the struggle of women during the pandemic. We will be answering some frequently asked questions in relation to VAUSI during the pandemic based on research and news reports we have gathered. So to start off the discussion, I'd like to ask uh, the women with me, uh, what makes it hard to be a woman in our society today? I think what makes it really hard for women in our society today is the fact that they are subjected to stereotypes. No? In our society, say, um, we view women as the weaker sex. No? We actually think that women deserve to be in the kitchen or sila lang yung magpapalaki sa mga bata, sila yung, um, kumbaga, hindi sila magtatrabaho. Because we have this very, we subscribe to this to this patriarchal society. That's why we also have the so-called glass ceiling because it's very hard for women to break the glass ceiling since um, we always place women no, in the kind of um, situation na hindi dapat sila nagtatrabaho. Tingin ng society, dapat sila nagtatrabaho, nandiyo lang sila sa bahay. And um, that is something na with, makes it really hard for women because um, since they are subjected to such stereotypes, they also um, suffer from lesser wages you know, compared to men in the same uh, when they are working the same kind of jobs. And um, that is, while I know the Philippines, you know, we actually rank as one of the top 10, uh, top 10 countries na, um, who view women and men as equals. However, we still have a long way to go. Actually, I agree with Jamie. Isa talaga dun sa parang pinaka nagpapahirap para maging isang babae sa patriarchal na society natin ngayon ay yung pagsistereotype nga and the, uh, the glass ceilings that exist in work, at home, at school, and such. Um, to go to add the to that stereotyping, um, we also, it, uh, the non-accommodation of our specific needs makes it also hard to be a woman in the society today. Um, for uh, We all know na a man and a woman has different needs. And actually, example would be just the extended maternity leave that was just recently um, approved when, in fact, women had been um, like working and at the same time taking care of their children for a very long time. But it was just recently na nagkaroon ng breakthrough dito at in-extend yung maternity leave 
pero kung tutusin, um, if we compare it to other countries, it's actually still not enough. But I think it's still um, something given our society, our, um, our situation here in the Philippines and how we um, treat women. So, ikaw, Irish, what do you think um, makes it, what makes it hard to be a woman in our society today? Oh, for me, what makes it hard to be a woman in society? Tinan ako, napakarami. Pero for me, one of the concrete things siguro is the rising cases and women's violence. You know, I've heard a lot of stories and even the UN, meron na silang ginawang uh, term. Ang term nila is shadow pandemic kasi sabi nila that one in four Filipino women aged 15 to 49 has actually experienced not only physical violence, pero they also experience emotional and sexual violence. Ang malala pa is it's because of their partner or their husband. So for me, that's one of the most alarming things that's happening today in addition to um, stereotyping and also to the non-accommodation to our specific needs. That's why I think the UN has already established this program na um, orange the world in order to end violence against women today. So, Ayush, since you already started the discussion uh, on VAUSI during the pandemic, uh, can you enlighten us with uh, the typical acts of violence committed against women during the pandemic? Oh, so yun. So yung for the typical acts naman. So as I've mentioned earlier, and also as defined as by Loden, that it's not only limited to physical violence. Kasi we also, we always hear, kasi diba physical violence, the battered woman, battered woman syndrome. So um the law extends the um violence to uh, sexual violence. Uh, whether it be committed against the woman or even to their child. It can also be psychological violence, especially nowadays. Diba? Mental health is such a big thing. So even if hindi sila nasasaktan physically, but they are psychologically um, uh, affected by the actions of their partners or their husbands, they are also considered as, uh, there are also acts of violence against women, um, also economic abuse. Diba? It's rare that we hear that we hear this term, economic abuse. So um, as I've heard before, economic abuse happens whenever your husband or your partner uh, restrains you from working. Kunyari, sabihin niya na, ako na lang mag-work, huwag ka na mag-work, gano'n. Pero uh, to a certain extent, na hindi ka na makakagalaw kasi limited ka na sa pwede mong gawin. Kasi sinabihan ka nga niya na, huwag ka na magtrabaho, sa bahay ka na lang, mag-alaga ka na lang mga bata. Siyempre, as women, we also want to earn kahit pa paano para sa pamilya natin. Lalo na if alam naman natin na hindi kaya ng wage ng partner natin or ng husband natin. So, also, the, the data also shows that one in, two, two, one in two women also reported that they know someone or has also experienced um, uh, cycle, uh, violence rather during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, it just shows talaga that, uh, that the typical acts on violence against women is not only limited to physical violence, but I also hope that the society is also open to understanding na hindi lang limitado kasi baka mamaya isipin nila na porket wala silang pasa, porket hindi sila nakikita natin ang bukbog, eh hindi natin naiisip na ah, ano, victim siya. Pero kasi there are also things that we do not, we do not see eh, na sa physical appearance lang. As a follow-up question to that, Ayush, uh, do you think that uh, the pandemic increased or decreased the incidence of violence against women? 
Well, according to the statistics talaga, sabi nila, tumaas daw talaga yung ano, uh, cases ng pandemic, uh, cases ng violence during the pandemic. As I've, as I've mentioned earlier, that one in four Filipino women experienced uh, uh, violence against women during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sabi nila that the UN also called it now as a shadow pandemic and that one in four Filipino women are not feeling safe at home pero it's not only limited yung data natin na nakita is hindi lang siya limited to those that are happening at home kasi even those that are outside at home also feel unsafe now sabi that um according to the statistics according to the statistics 40% of the respondents of the women that were interviewed felt that they were um unsafe when they were walking around during the onset of the covid-19 pandemic and that that about nine, well, three in five women also think that sexual harassment in public places has gotten worse during the COVID-19 pandemic. Kasi I think that one of the reasons why this really arose, kasi yung mga stay-at-home measures na binigay ng government, although, syempre, it's necessary for the for COVID-19 purposes, kasi diba, kailangan natin uh, to avoid interaction with one another, but women who are already experiencing even before the pandemic uh, violence against women, they are now forced to leave or they are forced to stay at home with their own perpetrators. So, yun yung pinaka-nakakatakot eh. Na, ang sabi ng gobyerno, you have to stay at home. Pero pag nag-stay at home ka, alam mo na masasaktan ka naman ng partner and ng husband mo. And wala kang mapuntahan kasi kailangan nga natin mag, ano, mag-isolate from each other. Thanks for that, uh, Ayish. So just to um, just to add from her discussion, uh, I'd like also to share that uh, the VAUCI uh, intends to protect women and their children in the domestic setting. Uh, due to the pandemic, however, uh, victims of abuse are forced to isolate themselves from the rest of the world. So this deprives them of uh, the opportunity to seek, to seek necessary help. Uh, there is uh, thus pos- a possibility of an increase in the frequency of domestic abuse, especially during the early stages of the pandemic when the world fell uh, on lockdown. Okay, so JJ, napag-usapan din natin, di ba, that yung violence against women, hindi na siya limited ngayon sa at home. So do you think yung mga uh, incidents that happen online, kasi ang dami ko narinig na kwento eh, that they were spreading different mood pictures, and etc. So do you think that this surge of viral, uncensored, and unwarranted photos can also be qualified as violence against women? Yes. Uh, these may fall within the VAUCI definition of violence. So uh, just to give the definition of VAUCI, um, VAUCI defines violence as uh, having physical, sexual, and psychological dimensions. So psychological violence in particular uh, relates to acts which cause public ridicule or humiliation. So the release of uncensored or unwarranted photos would undoubtedly cause public humiliation. And so uh, this may very well constitute as a violation of BAUSI. So yung mga tao naman na nakakita ng pictures na yun, or even not pictures, pero whenever you hear uh, women na naririnig sa kapitbahay natin. So, what can third persons now do in order to help when they discover na may nababayalit may woman who is incurring uh, violence against them? And what are the possible means for the victims to also help themselves? 
So yung mga third persons naman, what they can do is they can uh, apply for a protection order. So uh, the law provides that to uh, concerned citizens of uh, the city or municipality where the crime occurred may apply for a protection order provided that they have personal knowledge of such a fact. So in recognizing that uh, battered women syndrome is a serious psychological condition, uh, the law does empowers these third persons to act on their behalf. So on a more practical standpoint, uh, third persons may also help by, of course, spreading awareness of the Bausi law. So in order to serve as an effective deterrent against abuse, knowledge of the law must uh, penetrate all, cor- all corners of society, especially uh, yung lower-income bracket communities. So the victims themselves may apply for a protection order or file a criminal action. But of course, uh, this is uh, easier said than done as a victim may, o- may have already developed battered woman syndrome. Uh, it is thus crit- critical that uh, abuse be reported at the earliest possible opportunity. So psychological help must also be immediately sought in order to prevent uh, the, big, the victim from becoming dependent on her abuser. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. You know? Kasi the, ano eh, parang more on liban sa physical virus na nararamdaman nila, talagang na-alter din talaga yung the way they think, yung psychological effects sa kanila. Eh. Napakalaking factor yun eh. For you to seek out help kasi baka isipin mo lang na ah, normal lang pala yung ganyan. Pero in reality, it's really not. For yeah. you, Jazz and Jamie, um, what do you think are some provisions of the VAUSI that also help um, unique help, gave unique help to women in or who are experiencing uh, violence? Oh, ayos, maraming, maraming mga measures under the VAUSI that provide unique help to women. Uh, isa na dito yung protection orders that you guys have mentioned earlier. So meron tayong tatlong protection orders under the VAUSI. We have the BPO, TPO, and the PPO, or the Barangay Protection Order, the Temporary Protection Order, and the Permanent Protection Order. And as you have said earlier, um, yung mga protection orders, they're meant to prevent acts of violence against women and children. And um, specifically, the no, purpose ng protection orders is to safeguard the victim from harm or minimizing any disruption in the victim's lives and facilitating the opportunity in order for the victims to regain control over their lives. And under the VAUSI, maraming mga specific acts na uh, pinoprohibit itong mga protection orders. So first is the uh, prohibition, um, prohibition against the offending party from threatening to commit or committing personally or through another uh, violence of um, violence against women and children. Second is harassment or annoying or contacting the um, uh, woman and the child who are the victims of um, the violence. Third is the removal or the exclusion of the offending party from the residence of uh, the victims temporarily or permanently um, when there are no property rights violated. And then we also have um, this uh, directing the offending party to stay away from the woman and her child or any member of the family um, at a distance and to stay away from their residence or school, place of employment, or any other place na laging pinupuntahan ng mga 
ng victims or ng family members nila. Next is um, directing lawful possession and use of an automobile and uh, personal effects. So this means na ang korte, pwede, niyang, pwede siyang mag-order na kunyari meron silang sasakyan, pwede niyang ibigay yung sasakyan dun sa victims. No? Isa yung sa mga ladies, um, awarded by or awarded under the bouncing. And then we also have uh, the granting of a temporary or permanent custody of the child to the woman who is the victim of uh, the vowsy. And then we also have uh, directing the offending party to provide support to the woman and her child if they are entitled to legal support. And we also have this uh, unique measure no, uh, wherein the court can order that a certain percentage of the income or salary of the offending party can be withheld regularly by the uh, employer of the offending party and it can actually be remitted directly to the woman. Actually, meron tayo sa labor code natin no, na there's a provision under the labor code na nagsasabi na bawal i-withhold ng employer ang salary ng employee without the consent of the employee. And this has actually been uh, one of the contentions in one of the cases that decided by the Supreme Court where this exact provision was assailed um, by the petitioners. But um, in the end, the Supreme Court upheld this provision saying that um, this is actually one of the exceptions to the non-withholding of the salary of employee even without his consent. Kasi ito, ito nga yung isa sa mga reliefs na um, ginawa ng Congress in favor of women. And in fact, if the employer fails to withhold the salary of the employee if they remit it directly to the woman, um, the employer can actually be liable for indirect contact. And then next uh, uh, relief of the protection order is the prohibition of the offending party um, from the use or possession of any firearm or deadly weapon and to surrender such deadly weapons to the court. And also the revocation of license and the disqualification of um, possessing the firearm. And lastly, um, the restitution of for actual damages or um, this includes property damages, medical expenses, childcare expenses, and loss of income. So, uh, mahaba, no? Pero yun yung mga reliefs na, um, na pwedeng i-grant ng court, inclusive ng um, protection orders. And then, we also have the battered woman syndrome as a defense. Again, this provides uh, unique help to women because under the battered woman syndrome defense, um, the victims who are suffering from battered woman syndrome can actually be exempted from criminal and civil liability, even with the absence of any elements for the justifying circumstance of self-defense under the revised penal code. So in the case of uh, People versus Henosa, merong three phases ang battered woman syndrome. There's the tension building phase, the acute battering incident, and the tranquil loving phase. So the first phase, ito yung mga minor battering which involves verbal or slight physical abuse or any other form of hostile behavior. And then the second phase, dito na lumalala yung uh, verbal and physical abuse. And dito na nakaka-experience ng 
brutality yung woman or yung child and sometimes no unfortunately um even the woman and the child they experience death during the second phase and the last phase is um the tranquil loving phase so in this case um parang nakaka-experience ng relief yung couple so um in order for the battered woman syndrome to be a valid defense it is necessary for the couple to undergo the battle the battering cycle at least twice so again this provides a unique um measure in favor of women kasi um the the women you know, who are subjected to violence or abuse they are relieved from civil and criminal liability as long as they satisfy all the elements I have mentioned earlier. The next uh, unique measure is that uh, BAUSI is actually uh, classified as a public offense. So what does this mean? So diba, as a general rule, alam natin na there are uh, civil procedure, you have to be an injured party or you have to be a real party in interest in order for you to file a case. Otherwise, if um, you are a party which do not, who do not, um, who are, who is not an injured party, or you are not benefited by the case, it will result in the dismissal of the case by the court. But um, since VAUSI is classified as a public offense, it means na any citizen who has personal knowledge of uh, violence against women and the children can actually file a case and can actually maintain a case of violence against women. So um, next measure is uh, the duties of barangay officials and healthcare providers. So this is actually also a unique measure which helps women because very specific yung mga duties ng barangay officials and uh, healthcare providers provided under the policy in order to help the women and children who are subject to abuse. So um, in fact, no, if they fail to comply with these duties, they will be penalized. So some of the duties of barangay officials include um, responding immediately uh, to the request for assistance of the victims, confiscating any deadly weapons in the possession of the offending party or the perpetrator, transporting the victims to a safe place, assisting the victim in removing the personal belongings from the house of uh, the victim and the perpetrator, ensuring the enforcement of protection orders, um, arresting the perpetrator without a warrant in case na meron silang uh, knowledge na any violence against women and the children are committed or is being committed, and reporting to the DSWD and other NGOs for assessment or assistance. And then, ito naman yung mga duties ng healthcare provider which includes documenting the physical, emotional, or psychological injuries of the victim, properly recording the circumstances of the examination or visit of the victim, providing the victim free of charge of medical certificates and safeguarding the records of um, the victims and providing the victims with uh, rights and remedies under the policy. And lastly, no, isa sa mga measures pa in favor of women, are the VAUSI leave. So under the VAUSI, the victims are provided 10 days of paid leave of absence. And these are in addition of the other paid leaves, like the service incentive leaves, 
under the labor code and other uh, and under the civil service rules and regulations. And actually, itong 10 days na to, extendable pa to, um, if specified under the protection order, as long as the court uh, finds it necessary to extend the uh, vow series. So, Jazz, do you think that the TPO, the BPO, and the PPO are sufficient measures against violence against women and children? Um, well, personally, I think um, we could do more, but um, with the VAUSI, I think the law right now, it's adequate, like for the moment, it's a good start. Because um, as we know, like comparing VAUSI to different types of violence um, against persons like physical injuries and such, um, we, um, we have mentioned that it's like anchored on relationship between the perpetrator and the victim. Like um, the, what we say, like the gravamen of the offense is like the abuse that the, um, the perpetrator having a relationship or some sort of connection with the victim. Like it goes beyond just the physical part of it. Like there's the mental um, abuse that would be left to that person and such. Um, as we know also that the Anti-Vowsi Act was passed for protection of women and their children for violence. So like this protection orders could um, protect, uh, could um, like separate for a moment the perpetrate the alleged perpetrator from women and their children from being like further um, abused by the situation. Like, for example, this woman reported the perpetrator to the police, then this perpetrator found out. And if we, there was no protection order granted by the law, um, like they could continue to live in, the perpetrator could continue to live um, in the place of this woman or their victim. And what, well, we don't know what else could they do, like given that they could be more angry with what happened. So yeah, as I mentioned, um, the Anti-Vowsi Act um, is for, for the protection of women and their children from violence. It covers the wife, a former wife, a woman with whom the offender has or had sexual, sexual relations with, a woman with um, whom the perpetrator has a common child with, and as well as the legitimate or illegitimate children of the woman within or without the family abode. So this VAUSI, um, like compared to our other um, other types of violence committed against persons or crimes against persons, um, this covers physical, sexual, and psychological violence, as well as um, what Ayesh mentioned earlier, economic abuse. Um, so as I, we've highlighted earlier, like the gravamen of the offense of the violence committed against women is that um, it other than the physical harm or the act that the offender has done to the woman, um, it also highlights that there must be the relationship between them. So again, um, the VAUSI law provides for um, more like stringent measures compared to our regular loss for, for example, physical injuries. And it also provides for a penalty 
that is um like if from what I remember from our class um SPL and like Grim too like if we compare the penalties of um the anti-vousy act and for example um physical injuries it the vousy act provides for a heavier penalty compared to this i think um personally i think it's because of the relationship and the the relationship between the perpetrator and the the victim the reason why i said it's like heavier because it could go from 20 up to 20 years of imprisonment and um even a fine of up to 300,000 depending on what would be awarded. Okay, so um with that being said, uh Jamie, do you have any idea like uh given the pandemic right now, how did this affect the filing of VAUSI cases? Yes, John. So I came across my research the data na released ng PCW or the Philippine Commission on Women and they found that almost a year ago in January 2020 there were 1,383 reported cases in the Philippines. And then a month after that, the cases dropped to 1,224. And then a month after that, again, the cases dropped to 1,044. However, parang mukhang good news, no? Pero wala pang actually enough data to um, make uh, something out of these numbers. Because according to this uh, news report by Raptor, these numbers can actually mean two things. First, pwedeng nag-decrease nga yung cases ng violence against women and children. But at the same time, it can also mean na bumaba yung cases dahil the victims are unable to report the abuse because of the quarantine measures. So we all know naman na uh, we have been subjected to various um, quarantine measures ng mga MECQ, MCQ, ECQ, and uh, the Philippine Commission on Women, they actually think na due to the limited transportation, um, the victims are unable to report these cases. Um, that's why bumaba yung numbers ng cases filed na relating to violence against women. So, it doesn't um, necessarily mean na wala nang, wala nang violence against women during the pandemic. And in fact, according to Dr. Africa Verceles, who is the director of the UP Center for Women and Gender Studies, she said that there were actually reports of online sexual exploitation that have increased during the pandemic. And according to her, the COVID pandemic has actually uh, exacerbated the uh, violence against women. Again, according to the news uh, report now by Rappler, because of the limited uh, mobility or absence of public transportation uh, during the pandemic. And actually, um, she actually um, acknowledges no, yung problem nga na the victims are trapped with their abusers during the quarantine, as already mentioned by Aish earlier. So this means na possible na mas dumala or mas dumami yung cases ng violence against women nga lang, hindi siya nare-report dahil nga sa mga quarantine measures um, dito sa NCR. 
And uh, Dr. Africa also said that Bausi is actually a shadow pandemic, as uh, the term used by UN. And it is important to acknowledge the fact that as COVID cases increase, Bausi cases also increases. Again, um, dahil nga dun sa fact na since we are um, mandating no social distancing protocols, since um, yung mga absence of public transportation, yung um, uh, shadow pandemic na tinatawag no may skeleton workforce lang ang government hindi pa sila fully functioning talaga so hindi pa nila na asikaso or uh, nasusolve nare-resolve tong mga violence against women cases that's why um this leads to the conclusion na mas lalo pang tataas yung cases ng Bausi as long as lumalala yung uh, COVID cases natin dito sa Philippines. So, Jazz, um, maybe you can add something to that? Um, actually, um, Jamie, I think I've read a similar article sa Rappler wherein um, Kathy Del Socorro of Gender Watch Against Violence and Exploitation was um, interviewed and she says the same thing na the numbers, even if it shows na there was a decrease, um, it does not necessarily mean na the cases itself kumonte during the pandemic. It could be na hindi nga ito nare-report dun sa mga kinauukulan kaya hindi siya na ilalagay na numbers. So, um, in relation to that, yung reporting pa lang ng cases, naapektuhan din nung pandemic yung um, resolution, uh, other than the resolution, is yung issuance of these protective orders na we've discussed earlier na isa sa mga parang um, mga important na provision dito sa uh, Anti-Vousy Act. So, in the interview, um, it was uh, mentioned by the Socorro that it's really difficult to compare to the situation before the pandemic. It's really difficult now to get a or issue a barangay protection order um, as immediately as before. And um, while the barangays are still able to release the protection orders on time, um, it's not still as speedily as before. Kumbaga, um, may nasa, time, nasa time frame pa rin siya kung kailan dapat or ideally na issue ito mga protection orders. But um, if you compare it to the situation before the pandemic, um, it's a lot like slower. And we know na in situations like this, protections or protection orders are really important kasi it, kumbaga, it puts a somewhat stop to what abuse could further happen in that household or where the perpetrator and the victim is situated. So, um, in the other articles also show that the since it's not only at the as we've learned earlier na hindi lang sa barangay naman tayo pwede mag-report meron din sa DSWD and other um protection desk um the problem still remains na since we are crippled our um government offices and these protective desks are um, crippled by the pandemic since some are working in skeletal force pa rin, um, na hindi din nila na-issue as fast as before yung mga protection orders na needed. So, since hindi naman dun stop lang, yung government the, and the court had um, 
several ways to adapt to the slowdown in the issuance of protection orders. Like they have um the for example, the CHR has launched a platform for reporting gender-based violence online, which is a lot easier than going to wherever we could or apply for the protection order. Like we could just, you know, yung age ng social media ngayon or ng kahit madali nang tumawag or mag-report sa mga authorities. And um, also for police, we have the hotlines that would be, I believe, provided in their website. And as well as um, there are also, there is actually a joint memorandum circular that was recently issued wherein um, the violence against women and children calls or related calls are rooted to the um the 911 emergency uh, national call center and um it is now relayed to the appropriate government office that um or agency that responds to these situations so um we could actually like post or something na yung mga available services na to na dial lang kumbaga maaabot na nung victims or nung mga taon na aware sa na may taong naiipit sa gantong situation na pwede na nilang tawagan lang and yung government na or yung mga authorities na yung bahalang mag-act um, ng mabilisan sa mga gantong bagay. So, dun sa, based on that itself, parang we as like citizens, we could do so much then for these or for these people who are um, like stuck in or trapped in the situation and um like for example yan we could report like parang di ba kasalanan magting ng blind eye pag alam mo nang may nangyayaring ganito eh what is ano ba naman yung eh, tumawag ka lang sa authority and in pa investigate dun sa, sa authority kung feel mo or alam mo agad na may nangyayaring ganitong abuso di ba so yan parang as citizens we could do that but kayo guys, as law students, di ba? Parang, alam mo yung ganong obligation. May, kasi alam natin yung law. Or may knowledge tayo about the law. What do you think, what do you think we as law students could do to help out in the plight of women and the victims of violence during this pan- during this pandemic and particularly um like in reducing or eliminating the incidence of violence against women? For Jazz, now to start, I think as you mentioned, as law students, we know a lot about the law. We're studying the law every day, and I think um, law students is to inform the women of their rights and their reliefs under the Vowsy and other laws granting reliefs in favor of women. Because sometimes, or rather, most of the time, hindi alam na mga kababaihan yung karapatan nila o kung na-violate na pala yung rights nila. For example, hindi nila alam na oh, sexual harassment na pala to or this is actually a violation of the vowsy. In a words, hindi rin nila alam yung mga karapatan nila under the vowsy. So, under um, the vowsy, ako as a law student, it would be really helpful if no alam ng mga kababaihan yung mga protection orders or 
na pwede silang humingi ng tulong sa barangay o meron pala silang mga bouncy leaves, yung mga ganun lang. So, I think um, we can, as law students, it's easy to set up parang mga informational posters or mga publication materials online na pwede natin, mag, pwede tayo mag-compile ng information doon tapos para makita agad ng ng women and their children yung mga notable provisions ng Bausley and in that way mga makakatulong tayo na uh, ma-reduce yung violence against women kasi mare-report yung mga cases since alam nila yung mga karapatan nila alam nila yung mga reliefs or remedies na uh, available to them I agree no Jamie that ano talaga pinaka-main talaga na magagawa kasi natin as law students is to really educate the people around us. For me, just to jump off with your idea also, naniniwala kasi ako that it's really best to start in our own homes kasi feeling ko, and naniniwala ko na hindi naman lahat ng tao alam kung ano yung alam natin. Eh. Even our own parents, even our own gitas, our cousins, our sisters. <clears throat> I think it's best to also start with them and educate them na kung ano yung what is abuse, what is violence against women type of abuse and what they can do in or if ever naman na maranasan nila yun. Kasi you know yung sabi na natin kanina that it's not only limited to physical violence. Hindi lang yun yung nakikita natin na outside appearance but also we have psychological abuse, we have economic abuse and much more and also you know, we have to also remember that Bausi also extends not only to women but also to the children na yung common children or the children of the women who is also violent na nakaka-experience ng abuse because I think that when we're dealing with Bausi it's inevitable talaga to talk about children and also just to add on kasi narinig ko kanina napag-usapan natin yung online sexual um, exploitation tumaas din kasi talaga yung cases no, for the children for the counterpart of the children talagang ang dami ng ang dami na balita regarding that pictures ng mga unsolicited pictures ng kids na kumakalat and it's so sad kasi syempre hindi naman natin hindi nila maprotektahan yung sarili nila kung hindi natin sila protektahan so I think on our end naman ang pinakamagagawa natin just like this one ginagawa natin we're trying to educate them and uh, since we have the platform to do so um we also make use of what we have now. Kasi since magkakahiwalay tayo, mas mahirap kasi, di ba? Unlike before, pwede kang pumunta sa mga different barangays. Ngayon, limitado tayo sa ganito eh. And it's sad to accept na hindi naman lahat din talaga ng tao may access sa online, sa internet na uh, maririnig nila tong podcast na to. So maybe in our own little ways na lang to try to spread the word about um, violence against women since yun naman talaga yung pinaka- uh, reason why the program of UN was done. Ikaw, JJ, what can you uh, say? So I agree with you, Ayish and Jamie, that the, the most uh, we can do as law students is to educate victims. Uh, most, more specifically, we can uh, extend legal services to the victims uh, because as provided by the rules on student practice, um, Law students such as uh, Tayo and other law students who are listening uh, can actually take uh, necessary steps to secure a certification to engage in student practice. 
and we can then utilize our legal knowledge to help protect the victims of abuse. Uh, further, as uh, both of you said, uh, while the situation is complicated by the pandemic, the least we can do as law students is to, of course, spread awareness of the Bausi law, especially in social media. So information on the law should reach all social demographics uh, as abuse may take uh, place in any home. Uh, last, uh, we must remain vigilant, vigilant of the possible instances of abuse committed in our respective spheres. So if unfortunately we find that someone we know has been subjected to abuse, it is our responsibility to take action. And um, again, as I've discussed a while ago, we may file for a protection order and at the same time extend, of course, moral and psycho-emotional support to the victims. Well said, guys. Actually, I agree with all your points. And as a matter of fact, what we did right now is even a way to help women and the victims. Because who kung sino man makarinig nito, like, possible na uh, ma-realize nila na um, I'm, for example, for those subjected to psychological abuse, like, they would suddenly realize, oh, what is being done to me is actually a form of abuse. Parang ganon, di ba? So, I think, um, yung, gusto ko din yung sinabi ni Irish na we should start at home since yung problem talaga, yung root netong, um, yung pinanggagalingan netong mga abuso against women ay dahil sa, nasa isa tayong patriarchal na society and iba yung pagtingin dun sa base sa gender. Diba? May, may, may mga glass ceiling tayo. So, um, and mga stereotypes na nag-exist. So, um, to, in, there, we could only parang issue so much protection orders and such for these cases but if we do not like treat yung problem itself on how uh, the society perceives women if we do not correct that this will just kumbaga, happen and happen again and again so ayun, um, I think um, as law students or even as a citizen we could we at most, we can carefully and cautiously talk about such matters and share our knowledge regarding the law and the situations such as this. So I think that's it for today's podcast. I hope um, you guys learned from our discussion and you were able to take some important points that we could um, use for to fight or to end violence against women and children. So again, I'm Jazz. I'm JJ. Jamie, MIH, and thank you guys for tuning in for our podcast today.